You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hi and welcome to Go Doc Yourself. I'm Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCourt. Thank you for joining us today as we talk about the final member. You guys, it's been killing us all week not to talk about this with each other. So we're glad we're finally here. I almost had to avoid you to not say something that I didn't mean to say. (laughs) Also, before we get started, I want everyone to know that today is Erin McCart's birthday. And she's no more than 32. And (laughs) (laughs) and there she'll stay. Mm -hmm. That's right. so we get to talk about wieners on her birthday. I don't know if it gets better than that. I mean, you know how the universe is conspiring in my favor. And I think that this is an excellent, excellent example of the fact that life is funny and weird and so exciting. So I did yeah. not realize that this gem has been out there since I have two dates, weirdly enough, 2014 mm. and 2012. So I did too. I think it was made in 2012. Yeah. It looks like it wasn't released, at least in the United States, till 2014. Gotcha. So I watched this on Hulu. It runs about an hour and 12 minutes is what I have. Mm-hmm. If you guys are following us on social media, I was practically begging everyone to take an hour out of their weekend to go watch this because you're not doing anything that's so important that you can't learn a little bit about a wiener. Right. Yeah. Listen, I will thank my friend Megan, who told me about this a while ago, and then I completely forgot about it because I'm a horrible friend. But as soon as I saw it, I remember she told me about it and how amazing it was. So she gets the credit for this one. Yay, Megan. Yay, Megan. She is the bomb. So I have the director of this. There's two cats. I'm going to say Johan Becker and Zach Math. I think it's Jonah. Oh, okay. And then also I had to jot down there's an editor named Andrew Dickler. (laughs) (laughs) I did not see that. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm. I can't let that pass by. I'm just too juvenile no. to not make sure that I captured that somewhere. So, whoo, whoo, yeah. What cracked me up is it was a philological production. Like, there's a whole production company named after this now? Come on. Yeah. I mean, this is first class. Like, you know how we talked about the railroad beast, and it was, like, corny, and the production was corny, and they took themselves very seriously. Well, this is not really any of that. It's well done in a way that it mm-hmm. had somebody to do the music which is the music just cracked me up it's just very like happy and fairy like and lots of flutes <laughs> and stuff and I'm like well it takes place in Iceland and I assume that's what all Icelandic music is like. yes that or death metal no in between absolutely just just a lot of nice fine details in this that I wanted to make sure that I uh, shouted out mm-hmm. this thing is top drawer the whole time listen it opens with a quote from Odin. Now, I'm not mistaken, Odin is a god. So the fact that they got a quote from him is pretty impressive. Yeah, specifically for this. Um, he came right. out of retirement <laughs> to drop a little knowledge on us, mere mortals, right. um, because he's like, finally, finally, somebody's doing something that's going to make a difference in the world. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're changing. We're changing yes. lives. Yeah. Odin says, but fame never dies for the man who has earned it. Deep words, Odin. Deep words. I mean, it applies to so much. I wouldn't necessarily have gone with this 
I mean, who's to say? Let's start with the fact that there is a phallological museum in Iceland. Mm -hmm. It's the only penis museum in the world, at least at the time. I did not look up and see if there were more. I'm guessing not. I didn't either. It's probably a bit of a niche market. But <laughs> a little bit. I do like that the idea here is that they're trying to get all of the mammal species in one place. And why might you ask? We'll discuss that as time comes because I think that when it started off, it was almost a joke. Right. For, man, I don't know how to say these names. Yes, these are Icelandic names, so I wrote very few down. Sorry. I did a lot of first names. Mm-hmm. So the curator's name is Ziggy, and that's a shortened version of his, I'm sure, lovely first name. But I'm a stupid American, and I cannot pronounce these things, so I just don't want to butcher it. Yeah. We should have had a guest to come on just to like, oh, could we have somebody dub in our pronunciation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. In the worst possible production. Like, your editing is spot on. But in this case, it'd be really funny if it was like... Ziggy's your charge and Bert, and then you know we put up there. So, yeah. If only I had one Icelandic friend. I think there are only three thousand people in Iceland entirely, and I don't know a single one. How's that possible? Yeah, they did kind of call out that it's not heavily inhabited, but mm-hmm. some of the scenic stuff that you saw I was like, well, that just looks like a sheer whiteout. So they must not be able to mm-hmm. find each other often enough to reproduce more than that. That's absolutely the case. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I think so. Okay. So Ziggy who we'll refer to as such from here Mm -hmm. on out. He said it kind of started as a joke with a bull's penis in 1974. He was a headmaster at a secondary school, and one of his teachers that worked with him gave it to him at a party as a joke, but that ended up being his first penis Mm -hmm. as part of the penis museum. Right. So I was very curious why he was talking about penis bones. So I did a little researches. Mm -hmm. So this is a lot of mammals. Most mammals, in fact, have a penis bone. It's called a baculum. And the mammals that do not have this include whales, humans, dolphins, rhinoceri, donkeys, just for fun. These, But there are mm-hmm. several species that don't, although most primates do, which I thought was interesting. So when you kind of get the lovely scenic views of what's in the museum, you see stuff just hanging on the walls, like almost mounted as if it was like a deer head, but it's just like a penis sticking out of the wall um those bones the ones that are not in jars that's a penis bone and the ones Mm -hmm. that are in jars with formaldehyde or whatever solution they're used to preserve things i think that those are the ones that do not have that penis bone but the function of that is that it like kind of is up in the body until the moment of action and then it kind of helps to reinforce you know getting it on as they say as marvin Gaye said then it retracts later after you know the moment is over okay But I was like, I didn't understand what I was looking at part of the time. So I don't know if you had that problem. You just accepted like, you know, penises are like flowers and they're of infant variety and whatever. So (laughs) Um, I knew some animals had actual bones in them. I didn't know the specificity of it. So Mm -hmm. he did say that his largest specimen is a sperm whale and he showed it. But what he has is actually only a third of the actual length. That's just what comes out after the death. And I thought, God damn, dude, but it is a big animal, so I guess it makes sense. And the smallest is a hamster, and he showed the teeny tiny little hamster bones. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of under magnification, which was, I mean, you know, that's proportional, I guess. Right. I mean, they wouldn't be able to walk really well if it was much larger. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) 
So I liked the fact that Ziggy was like, yeah, this kind of started off as a joke. And then he, I think he kind of found like a little bit of a niche area that nobody was paying attention to. And so he started to collect this stuff and there were just penises everywhere in his house. And his wife must have been a very loving human being to be like, Mm -hmm. why are there wieners everywhere? Everywhere. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. bless her heart. And he has kids. Can you imagine as a kid, like friends would be like, hey, can I come over to your house? You'd be like, no, just no, there are too many penises. But you need like a 10 minute explanation of like, all right, my dad's kind of into this thing about penises. It sounds really weird on the surface, but he's really like trying to dispel taboos and educate the public. Because to be honest, a penis is necessary for the species to survive. So I mean, I kind of get that argument. Yeah. But I agree with you. Like at the beginning, before these all moved into their own space in the museum, they just would have been like on your coffee table, on your mantle, <laughs> on the bookcase, on the everywhere. Nightstand. Yeah. Just right. Penises everywhere. <laughs> and they don't look like penises. They just no. look like weird garbled fleshy bits. I mean, it's just really weird to look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you've seen some things in your lifetime. You're a mother. You've <laughs> there's some expectations of what you're looking at and some of the times I'm, I can't make my eyes and my brain like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So. yeah. He's been doing this for over 40 years. And I appreciate that he even said, he's like, listen, I'm an educator. I was an educator for like 30 years or something. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what he's trying to do is educate the masses. And like you said, dispel the taboo in that. And he finally was open the museum. So if you keep in mind that the first bull penis was what? 74. Mm-hmm. 74. And the museum opened in 1997. 23 years of penises in your house. Yeah. No. But the wife did say that she was very happy once the museum opened because she got like her house back. She got space <laughs> like, back. There's so much more space. I know. <laughs> and they are like the cutest couple. They've been together like 50 years at this point. Yes. And they were like feeding ducks together. And it was super smushy. It is. They're adorable. Yeah. They, <laughs> they got together as like teenagers. Yeah. Sweet. You don't hear about that anymore. You really don't. They do bring in Terry Gunnell, who's a PhD professor of folklore at the University of Iceland. There are a couple things I'll say about Terry. One, he has an amazing voice, and he should do, like, audibles or something. I wrote down that he looks like Russell Brand's dad. <laughs> I can see it now. I can see it. I mean, he's, like, got a white shirt on, but it's, like, sort of unbuttoned, and he's got, like, a medallion on or whatever. It's right. just... I mean, but you're right. He's got an amazing voice. He looks like the cliche professor from a movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Also a professor of folklore. What do you do with a degree in folklore other than teach it? Who gets a degree in that? I mean, I don't know, but I I love the idea of what I'm going to specialize in for my profession is old timey tales about shit we we don't understand. And so we're going to spin a yarn, Mm -hmm. right, to explain it to the generations. So the absolute amazing stuff he must have heard. I get very excited when I think about it. Yeah. It's a lottery degree. In my opinion, yeah. I would love to get a degree like that, but you can't really use it. There's a folklore professor in every college of that, right? <laughs> so yeah. good for him for finding a job. Mm-hmm. But he does talk about how it's how it's interesting that there is this huge taboo and he is trying to, you know, dispel that. Mitchell mm-hmm. B. Morris is also a PhD professor of cultural history university of california right and his comment was why is it so taboo still in the 21st century what the fuck essentially and 
I agree. Yeah, of all the times, like we are very conservative about that right now. And so that's a part of human anatomy and we're so weird about it. So mm-hmm. I don't know, that part was very fun to talk about, like, you know, a- acknowledging that it exists and sort of why. It's interesting, like if you watch a movie, even like a rated R movie, you can see an mm-hmm. entire nude woman. But if you show a penis, then it's like an X rating. You can't have any, no penis. That can't right. happen. What the fuck is that about? I mean, I don't know. It's just too powerful to put on the screen, I guess. <laughs> just people fly into a rage of lust and uh, you're just unable to control yourself. That's the only explanation. That's absolutely <laughs> what happens. <laughs> Ooh, fucking penises. Right? So Siggy has in his collection all mammals, but there's one that he doesn't have yet, which was mm-hmm. the human. He did not have a human specimen. Right. And my first thought is, why don't you just donate yours when you die, dude? But I get that he wanted mm-hmm. to see the collection complete before he died. Right. I had the same thought. I was like, well, there's, I mean, you do have control over one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But I also understand, is no one else going to pitch in here? Um, you know, although he does seem to have some connections because at the very beginning, there's a fisherman who provides him. I assume it's a fisherman. It's a guy who hands him a bag of dicks off a boat <laughs> we're 12 oh, we're 12 oh, they were they're like i'm telling you this is the best birthday present ever <laughs> they were different like whale specimen penises is it penises or peni i don't know i mean i vote that we just say it whatever way we, i mean could we work in all of the words that you use for dicks penises i sure. mean like we'll just sprinkle them Sprinkle inappropriately in. across our whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Siggy's trying to take this seriously. I'm sorry. I know. Come on now. So one of the reasons why he doesn't have a human specimen is you can't just go take one. Although the person is dead, you would think they don't fucking need it anymore. But mm-hmm. apparently you need consent from the human prior to their death before you can take body parts. And I guess it's the truth for like organs and shit too, right? Mm-hmm. Again, it doesn't make sense to me. You're dead. You don't need them. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, maybe that comes from the the old-timey practice of, like, well, here's a corpse. Maybe we should just dissect it and, you know, kind of stealing stuff out of graveyards and whatnot. Maybe I've listened to too much gothic stuff or, like, Victorian timey whatnot, but Mm. grave robbing and whatever, yeah. Yeah, some religions, I think your body Mm -hmm. has to be intact. Mm -hmm. But then I think, what if you got, like, your tonsils removed when you're a kid? Now your body's not intact. What are you going to do then? You're going to hell. So. That's right. Good luck to you. Since we're kind of talking about the legal parts of this, I like the part that the documentation that's required, you have to have mm-hmm. three witnesses signed that you signed this thing. Right. There are rules for donating right. the penis. Okay. There's a legal document, mm-hmm. document of donation. Mm-hmm. You have to sign it and have three witnesses. Right. None of them are a notary, though. I mean, you could, I could forge three different signatures for crying out loud. <laughs> Or really wanted to give someone's penis out. They don't talk about any rules for the witnesses. I mean, is it like three people that were like, yeah, he seemed okay when he signed this thing. He wasn't like under duress or like extremely drunk or anything. Right? I don't know, man. What's the other rule? Oh, it has to be of legal length. You have to have proof that it's of legal length. Yes. Yeah. And what's legal length, Aaron? Um, well, let's go back to Russell Brand's dad, Terry Gunnell, <laughs> let's who do. reads this amazing tale of that's there's illustrations on the screen and he reads it 
in voices. And I was like, amazing. See, he should do audible. I'm saying he's amazing. So an old lady, which I thought was interesting because like she didn't, she didn't object to this earlier. Right. An old lady goes to the sheriff and she's like, look, my husband's wiener is just not getting it done. And really, instead of being three inches, he needs to be at least five inches. And there's like a little catchphrase, one in the skin, one in the hair, three all in or whatever. And you're just like, (laughs) oh, my God, this is amazing. So, yeah. And in the art, the illustration, there's just her husband is just standing there with his pants around his ankles with his arms crossed, like, look at all like totally humiliated and these other people are standing there talking about how big he is or not again please go watch this it is so funny at least this part is just amazing that's where the five inches becomes factual legal length Mm -hmm. and he does discuss russell brand's father discussed that (laughs) allegedly (laughs) allegedly no you just i'm telling you that the first thing i thought about is like ooh, are they related If he's lucky, they're oh. not. But he had discussed it. It was like the first time that really was brought up in conversation that women also might want pleasure from sex. What a foreign fucking concept. I know. And I was kind of like, I'm digging this. I mean, this is maybe why he got into Icelandic folklore, because it was like legit. Right? Mm-hmm. We kind of consider everybody. Yeah. So in this, the last bit of this thing about the folklore, he's like, so there's this tale, and then there's some tales about elves, and then they just cut off and go to the next thing. And I was like, what do the elves have to say? What is their stance? What, you know, there was nothing said. Right? Are they little people with giant, you know, peens? I don't know. I mean, I like to think so. I assume Maybe so. Maybe they're getting it done, but. They're magical. It was just funny that they included that snippet and then just moved right on. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that was a, they were like, look, this thing's running too long. We're going to have to cut out the elf bit. <laughs> Maybe don't even mention the elf. Yeah, yeah. So, good times. Okay, well, listen. In 1996, Siggy did get a letter of donation from Pal Arison. Mm -hmm. He said he would donate his member upon passing. Mm -hmm. He was pretty old then, 80s. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I have no use for it once I'm dead. Mm -hmm. Right, Pal? I get that. I mean, it sounds pretty legit. Right. Mm-hmm. He's he was an Icelander, famous explorer in Iceland, went up into the highlands and shit. Yeah. I have the first to organize tours for the Icelandic highlands and he made his mm-hmm. first trip in 1945. So that leads me to believe that there was a whole region that everybody was too scared to go into until the car became available enough that they could go and wreck them and put them all in the mud and the ice and the that's mm-hmm. what the picture showed. <laughs> It was very funny to me to see what the uh, yeah. adventuring was like back in the day. So, yeah, he's also got the reputation as quite the womanizer, mm-hmm. this pal. So, as we said, you have to have proof of legal length, right? Mm-hmm. So, to get proof, they were going to take a mold of Mr. Arison's penis. Okay, listen, guys, <laughs> I can't even explain. <laughs> This old man just drops trowel, and this young artsy fartsy kid is putting fucking. Please get a man bun. Plaster, plaster yes. of Paris. Just he's got like, like parchment paper, and they must yeah. cut a you know a slit in it so he can poke his wiener through. And this is on an English TV show. Like they've recorded this, not yeah, not for posterity, just like to broadcast. So he's laying on the floor. I don't know, in some room. And this kid is just like glopping all this stuff on with his bare hands. 
Just me. And even Sal was like, maybe you can make it bigger. Let me try to stretch it. I mean, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. The best part is that as I'm watching this, my younger son comes downstairs and says on the television. Now, I live in a house that's full of penises. I'm the only only living thing in this house without a penis. So it wasn't weird that there was a penis on the TV so much as he's probably like, oh my God, my mom has got some weird old man penis fetish. <laughs> and you're like, I'm fighting taboos. I'm a Ziggy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm like, I'll, I'll call for therapy next right? week. That's right. <laughs> so inevitably, this goes awry. It's a disaster. <laughs> they can't get it to release. And they've got scissors. There's like some kind of weird tool that like some kind of sniffing tool and I'm like I'm sweating I'm like what's gonna happen to Mr. Erickson you know like please don't cut it off now he's still alive so finally this guy just like Paul is like enough I've had enough and so he like gets up and like I don't know the the cast is ruined and also his dignity like let's just put that out there (laughs) yes I'm glad that there are a lot of women he could probably call to attest the fact that it's glorious right Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. but in this case didn't come out too well, so. Oh my god! Yeah, he stands up, <laughs> pulls his pants up, and there's just dust everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he consented to have that on TV or whatever. You know, yeah. maybe it didn't get aired, but there's footage, and it was yeah. just immediately burned or whatever. I just, <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe it. It's so ridiculous. It is. It is, and this guy's like. A hundred years old, right? He is so fucking old. And he's talking about all of his conquests, right? He yeah. has a book oh. that he he said he's been with all sorts, black, yellow, white, but never an Eskimo. And I'm like, is that because they weren't available or willing or what? I mean, it was just... I'd like to think they have better standards, but I don't think that's where he was going. I don't think so either, but they did not really expound. And I guess that's okay, mm-hmm. but... They probably should have cut that out, but yeah. He has like this, like a scrapbook. And I think that these are women that went on the tours, right? Some of them, yeah. And so there's these beautiful women, like, you know, I would say it's probably 40s, 50s, 60s or whatever before he became a geezer. And he's like, oh, she had great breasts or whatever. And I'm like, okay. It was so gross. He was just talking about women as objects. Yeah. And that was it, right? Yeah. He just, he was very proud of the fact that he was a womanizer. Yeah. His words had slept with almost 300 people, but that doesn't include the prostitutes. Yeah. They didn't get a call out. And those are his words. <sighs> we we don't use those words in polite society anymore. But No. So none of, none of the sex workers got their name in the right. journal, probably what's best, but he did say he got craps from one in Rome. And I thought you probably earned that, sir. <laughs> I don't feel bad for you. No, but yeah, just having the book and he's flipping through it and I don't know, it was just like, oh, and then I liked that he said, well, I was descended from priests and womanizers. And I'm like, do those things go together? I'm not, I'm not an Icelander. Well, you probably do. (laughs) I don't know. I saw saw your eyes being like, hold on a second. (laughs) Made a connection. Uh, That was so awesome. But anyway, so this guy is extremely famous in Iceland, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's why Ziggy is really excited about this because not only would he yes. be able to complete his collection, it would be with somebody who was had some national fame. So right. yeah, yeah. 
And although they don't have a mole to prove the legal length, he does state that it's five and a half inches. So in theory, it's okay. Right. But as we go through this documentary, you find out, you know, as he's aging, it shrinks considerably. Mm -hmm. And he's getting really worried because he's like 93 and 94 years old and there's little to nothing left. Apparently that's very common in men. Yeah. It's fine. And its only purpose is to go to the bathroom at that point, I'm sure. So that's good. But he was really concerned about how that would be perceived by the public if that were on display. I can understand that. I mean, you know, it's... That's pretty personal, right? And so you yes. want to be remembered, you know, in a positive way. So, and those things yes. are important to men and I totally get it. So, I mean, like mm-hmm. he's very brave for even putting his name out or whatever, you know, to be like, I want to mm-hmm. do this. But like as time marches on, he's like, oh, snaps y'all. Like, right. So, and he's like the cutest old man, like sort of doing a very weird walk around in this full length leather coat. <laughs> He's he's dressed to the nines yes. every time you see mm-hmm. him, right? A suit, a top hat. He looks so done up every mm-hmm. time. And he is the tiniest little man. Yes. Yep. He just, he is adorable. Do I want to think about him betting tons of women? No. No, you really don't. But mm-hmm. I can understand why that he's, so he's famous for a different reason. But I think this is sort of like, he capitalized on his fame in a couple of different ways. He made a career is what I've understood about the tours and then mm-hmm. I think he was kind of like and you can get a nice bone for <laughs> joining me on the truck or whatever so you're welcome I won't charge extra for that oh, that's right yeah <laughs> just be careful you might get crabs Ooh. so I mentioned there's also a second donor in 2001 Tom Mitchell who is an American trust me he fucking says it enough He's an American. He signed a letter of donation. Yes, I have the same exact <laughs> feeling about him. Okay. I'm, I'm glad we've gotten to Tom because I, have a, I also have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. So he introduces himself and through the whole thing, he has no facial expression. No. It's the no. weirdest thing. It's like he's had, I mean, I don't think he's really had Botox, but that's what it reminded me of, right? So. Right. And then he starts to talk about, he's always wanted his penis to like live beyond him and because it would be a waste for his giant member you know to go to the grave with the rest of him he wants it Mm -hmm. to live on basically in infamy and it just so happens that this Icelandic phallus museum is his jam Mm -hmm. yeah but it's not like he saw that they were in need of a specimen and he was like you know I like science or whatever so he's going to contribute it's Mm -mm. I've always wanted my wiener to be a celebrity basically and this might be how i do it absolutely he wants to have the most famous penis in the world now they're discussing this penis they're talking about it his ex-wife named it elmo he said it's before the muppet character the sesame street character it doesn't matter there's still that association and he throughout the entire documentary refers to it as elmo Elmo. it's disturbing so disturbing i looked up when so Elmo is not a Muppet, he's on Sesame Street, and he was a background unnamed character until 1984. Because I was going to be like, Sesame Street has been around forever, and if Elmo was on that, mm-hmm. I'm going to totally bust him out. And I was like, okay, he could have been on a marriage in '84, so I'm not going to say that she could not have named it Elmo before that. But I'm like, really, really, so yeah, call it something else now, sir. Right. 
But also, even Siggy's like, he's extremely well endowed and blah, blah, blah. I'm expecting John fucking Holmes, right? Like, it's right? a foot long. It's prehensile. It can, like, grab yeah. stuff. Like, that's what I was expecting. Yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes. The the movie with um, Mark Wahlberg. And Boogie Nights. That. Yes, yes. Boogie yeah. Nights. I was expecting that, yeah, right? Yeah, I was too. And his character is based on John Holmes. Yes. So I guess I'm back full circle. Anyway. <laughs> Your references are sound, madam. You're good. <laughs> Thank you. It's seven and a half inches. Okay, sure. So did you pick up on the fact that Ziggy needs a mold? And Tom's like, oh, I just happen to have one. And I'm like, of course have one. you fucking did. Dude, this guy is so enamored with his own penis. Yeah. I've never, I mean, I know all men like their member. Right. But he just, I don't get it. He goes on and on about how he wants it to be the first in there. He's, listen, you guys. He's willing to cut his member off while he's alive to get it into the museum first. Yes. Have it removed before death so he can have it there first. So, yeah, there's just so much going on. He's in immediately like a competitive mode when he finds out about the Icelandic Mm -hmm. gentleman who's also on the docket to be considered for the first. Now, Ziggy does tell him that even though maybe Mr. Arison is going to be the first guy you could be the first foreigner <laughs> and that's not good enough yeah no it wasn't i mean he says like they have conversations with tom and ziggy and he's he's tom is saying it's very important that elmo be the first human specimen in your museum it's extremely important the reason it, he's like the reason is i have dreams of fame i have all these dreams that's not anyone else's problem but yours sir well i mean he admits later that he's got a little bit of an exhibitionism thing going on here but Listen, his entire fucking story changes 10 times. In this. Yeah, there's a whole lot going on. So, I mean, I do like the fact that they kind of showed a little bit more depth to this cat a little bit later. But, like, he's calling Ziggy. Finally, they talk on the phone. And so Ziggy's starting to clue into the fact that this guy has some very specific requirements of what he wants. Oh, my God. But can yeah. I tell you, like, he's in the car. He's driving to a place. I don't want to get out now, but he's talking about you know, I want people to walk into the museum and this is the first thing they see. And I'm like, basically, he wants you to get an American patriotic boner when you see Elmo. Like, he's like, the biggest and the best and blah, blah, blah came from the States. And I'm like, okay, that's real American. Not my favorite thing, but okay. So American. He has the stars and stripes tattooed on the head of his penis. The glands of his penis, right? And I'm like, oh, and stuff. Talking to the tattoo artist, and he's like, This may be the only work you ever do that's around for thousands of years. And I was like, Does he know how a museum works? Every fucking time he opens his mouth, it's very much like everyone should be amazed by me and my penis. No one cares. No one fucking cares about your penis other than you. I promise you that. And I don't know if we mentioned this. He's 64 years old. So it's not like he's a young man who just found it. He's been Mm -hmm. doing this for some time. I think another of my favorite things that he said was like, he wants you to walk in and like kind of ponder life. And he's hoping that when you see his American, you know, glory, yeah, that it's basically going to solve all of society's ills, you know, like, and let mankind move forward. Yeah. that's (laughs) You're going to be so struck with this thing that you're going to (laughs) like question all your life choices and like now be kind to your fellow man. I mean, it's just the hubris on this guy, right? The cruelest joke that God ever played was making this man straight. Because if he were gay, <laughs> other men would love his penis as much too, right? Women just don't. 
I'm sorry, men of the world. I appreciate a penis as much as the next person. Visually, they're kind of funny looking. Right. And it just depends on the person it's attached to more than anything, right? I agree. He is of the opinion that you are going to be so awestruck with this Mm -hmm. that, I don't know, the world now gets fed and, I mean, (laughs) society is filled just like fall by the wayside. It's a fucking penis, man. You're not Henrietta Lacks, all right? You're just, it's a fucking penis. So then after he gets this tattoo, he goes to some kind of display case maker. <laughs> yes. This poor guy, too. I swear and to God. So it's like some kind of, I don't know, like a poly display case. And there's like a mirror. And he wants it to be displayed when it's removed. Fully erect, of course. Of course. And like with the testicles. And then he says the phrase pubic scalp and I was like yeah (laughs) barf yes (laughs) he's like well if it's you know it's hanging on the wall or it could be used as an easel or whatever it's like like is is the penis one of the legs of the easel because that's how (laughs) (laughs) it's like what are you talking about and this guy has got some like the display case maker mentions that he's had you know works in maybe in other museums and stuff like that and tom has the goddamn nerve to say um do you have a warranty for this and i'm like oh my god what is he talking about do you think his penis is so big it's gonna break it i mean (laughs) it's gonna bust out i don't know i'm like is there a hole in the front so you can touch it i mean like it's (laughs) (laughs) let's put this in perspective he has this case not thinking about the fact that it has to be preserved, right? Well, I'm like, has he maybe gone to this museum to see what everything else looks like? And that's, to mm-hmm. me, the most American thing of all this. Like, he's going to call all the shots and, like, I mean, is mm-hmm. there an American flag backdrop? Is there, like... Is, are you playing the Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> right. Are there you soldiers at attention? I don't understand <laughs> what he thinks this is going to be. Nice penis, right? <sighs> it is yeah this is it so he said he's like he's trying to dictate all of these terms mm-hmm. but once you donate it it's mine i can do whatever the fuck i want with it and i guess you know tom was like well you can have it in the summer and display it and then i'll take it back in the yeah, winter and be just a gaze upon it lovingly <laughs> and i'm sure it's like joint custody of right. the penis yes it's like what is this with these people <laughs> right body parts belong to a person at a time that's right? it so you know, first he says, like, well, I thought maybe taxidermy would be the way to go. And I'm like, I don't know if you think that if you just throw enough money at people who do these, you know, kind of, I'm not going to say they're out of favor, but like, there's not as many taxidermists, right? I, it's just not a common right. thing. Is, do you think my perception is correct on that? I mean, Jenny Lawson has a lot of taxidermied animals, but I think they were done a while ago and they're just still around. And yeah, so she now, finds yeah. some weird stuff and people send her things, mm-hmm. which I think that is spectacular because what I, what pieces that she's displayed on her um, on the blog asked, which I love you, Jenny. <laughs> so then old Tom says, well, maybe plastination is the way to go, which they then talk to some people in Italy who do this. I still don't understand what it is. I didn't look it up, the process. I think essentially they're filling your penis and scrotum with the material that will keep it its shape i don't know how that will keep it from degrading okay so you're thinking and look into it sort of like embalming but whatever is on the inside is some kind of hardening agent i would think it'd be like taxidermy you're just not stuffing it with cotton or whatever yeah you're yeah, stuffing yeah. It with plasticizers so i love the fact that there was 
somebody, the, the lady who was involved with us at the interview, I don't have her name written down, but she's like, well, we we're really concerned about shrinkage, especially in this case. And you're like, okay. I hope he heard that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I hope he heard that. Cause he would be like, there's no such thing. No such thing. Right. Listen, he starts talking about a comic book about his penis and the adventures his penis takes. I get, this is not a separate entity from him. This is still attached to his person. Mm-hmm. And he's sending Siggy like two to three emails a day all about his penis. Lots of dick pics. So many dick pics with costumes. He put costumes on his penis. The unsolicited. Oh. Yeah. Do you think he felt like a woman for a little bit? Like, oh, more dick pics. I think Ziggy is just kind of blunt and he's like, all right, I'm not paying attention to this dude. Like, if he wants to send me his specimen, great. But then that's sort of where our relationship, yeah, it ends. Yeah, but Tom wants someone to be as enamored with his penis as he is. And he's not getting that reaction and it pisses him off. So I will say of the pictures that they showed of the penis of Elmo in costume, uh, Mm -hmm. the Viking was my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I I was particular to Abe Lincoln. I'm just saying. It was a wizard. wrong with this man i don't know and by the way the whole time while he's getting his tattoos in these pictures anytime he is being interviewed his face is the same it's the same yes it does not change Mm-mm. i don't understand i don't understand yeah tom says that when he first contacted siggy he was really excited mm-hmm. about receiving the member's donation he's like but recently he just isn't communicating well Sir, you're probably fucking scaring him. Mm-hmm. You're stalking him. You're sending him dick pics unsolicited. He's scared. Like all women are of you. Like, I think he's going to come to the realization that this is a big dick, but it's just not worth it. <laughs> it's a big dick, but it's not, again, it's not John Holmes. Yeah. So Tom decides to go to San Francisco to look into getting his penis removed while he's still living. Mm-hmm. He talks to Marcy Bowers. She does transition mm-hmm. surgeries. And reconstructions and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he starts off saying, you know, I want to remove my genitals completely. And she's like, listen, I'm not just going to remove a healthy organ from a person with for no reason, right? I do transitions. I do reconstruction. Mm-hmm. There's a method to the madness. I'm not just going to take your penis off. And then he's like, well, actually, I broke my dick. And she's like, there's no bone, sir. Right. So he starts telling this story about how he broke his dick and what happened, which, oh, Sorry, I, it sounded so bad. Right. It is possible. Yes. I've heard stories and it makes me cringe and I don't even have a penis. Right. But then, you know, he had surgery on it, but the urethra was screwed up. So he can't really urinate well without dilating it every one to two weeks or something. Yeah, which I did not look into because I'm like, I I want to retain some kind of innocence in this world. I don't want to know, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Well, it just seemed like such a story, whether or not it's true. He clearly at the beginning of this was like, listen, I want my penis to be in the museum first. Right. So I want to remove it while I'm living. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, well, I want this to happen because of this. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, okay. She takes a look at it. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, look, a tattoo. (laughs) And that's exactly how she presents it. She's like, oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, okay, you know, if everything's fine, if everything is on the up and up, we can do this. I need... I need your medical records. I need a urology consult. I need you to do a psych consult. Mm -hmm. Right. Personally, I think he needs more than just one psych evaluation, Mm -hmm. but that's just me. So he goes to talk to a psychiatrist, a clinical therapist, Mm -hmm. 
And she's like, he wants to transition to androgynous. And now his story is that he, he realizes that he is super, super attracted to women and they always take advantage of him. And listen, he says, I'm especially sensitive when I go through a breakup. It's different, especially difficult for me. Yes. Yeah. You're that fucking special, Tom. We all go through it. Either drink or go to therapy or whatever, like the rest of us. Well, I was thinking, do you think his favorite song is Mr. Jones by Counting Crows? Because (laughs) Elmo has his own, you know, it's just like, I mean, he's going to be a great star, number one. But then it's just like, Mm -hmm. they stare at the beautiful women and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, it does have a mind of its own, evidently. He can't control it. It's just too powerful. He can't be held responsible for what Elmo wants to do. Yeah. And if he gets rid of it, then he won't fall for these women who just want to take advantage of him because he likes women so much and allows them to take advantage of him. Mm-hmm. Jesus be offense. So I hope you can see, dear listener, that this story is changing conveniently mm-hmm. whenever he needs it to. So I think it'd be very interesting to know what the truth of this situation was because the other thing is, what happens when Ziggy sees that the member is damaged? Mm-hmm. Like, is that bait and switch? Is that not, not that he wouldn't, well, not he was going to turn it down, but you know what I'm saying? Like, does that feel damaged because of the urethra or damaged because of the tattoo? <laughs> damaged because of the breakage, right? The urethra problem. Like, you're not going to see the yeah. inside part, but the doctor that takes a look at him can see that there's definitely a bump there. I wondered about that. Like, would that deter from the display? I don't think I don't it would. I also don't know if that bump was truly indicative of what he said happened. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I don't believe that what he said happened happened just because his story has changed so mm-hmm. much that every time he comes up with a new story, I just don't believe it. In the end, I think he even admits that he's an exhibitionist and he yes. thinks this will help yes. him with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he wants. He wants people to enjoy and appreciate his penis as much as he does. And he feels like he has to remove it from his person to do that. Right. And he wants to be alive to see the glory. Right. right. He doesn't want it to happen after his death. He wants to see the glory. Yes. Also, I would like to point out that you have said on the show before that you can't put body parts on a plane. So I don't know how <laughs> these things are going to be shipped around. I mean, you can if it says human remains or, in a fucking coffin or something, or you put it in a cooler. Well, I mean, there are medical reasons, you know, right, for that kind of thing. But just because I want to doesn't seem like a great reason to me. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Tom is the weirdest character of everyone that we've talked about, in my opinion. He really represents a lot of Americans. I feel like American men, right? He just is like, look at, I am glorious and everyone should appreciate me and my penis and everything about it. Mm -hmm. And nothing about him is glorious. Not even his penis. Because we saw it a lot. (laughs) Jesus. Right. He's, he's, Mm -hmm. uh, he's something else. Mm-hmm. Well, then he says, you know, something must have happened for Siggy to show complete lack of interest. Again, a typical man. Why isn't everyone excited about my penis? Yeah, he's like lightly ghosted. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it kind of pisses me oh my off. God. I'm going to need to check out other possible venues to display Elmo. I like that he said venues too, because that implies that there are many options. Yeah. Do you think that he thinks that somebody's going to get his he will be the first display of a new museum. Like they'll have to create a museum <laughs> to house the glory that is Elmo. Probably. Ugh. Probably. He'll have to start his own museum. Now I didn't look into it, but I would not be surprised if that's what he did. 
I mean, I don't know what kind of money this guy's got. It seems that, so he's from California. They show him with some horses and he looks like maybe a rancher of some kind, but like, Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that tattoo was especially expensive, but to have the display made. should have been for the location. I'm just, (laughs) I've asked my artist before, you know, we'll we'll be talking and I'm Mm -hmm. like, would you, you know, tattoo someone's butthole or something? He's like, sure. I'll just quote him some God awful price, like (laughs) $3,000. They want me to tattoo it, I will. I'm like, oh, you're a better person than me, sir. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> and the artist is just like so blase. Like, this is the first time he's ever heard about this. Your work here is going to be on display for, again, mm-hmm. hundreds of years. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But of course, the artist is a professional, just as like, mm-hmm, okay, whatever. And I yeah. liked that about him. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. He's like, yep, it's done. Well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to take a look at it? <laughs> Please pay me so you can go. Right. So, while he's, you know, Tom's sitting there pissed off because Siggy's not getting back to him. Siggy's dealing with health issues in that, right? He's got blood clots he found out. He's on some medicine. He's having some problems. Like, bitch, it's not all about you, Tom. Mm-hmm. Other people have lives and shit. Mm-hmm. But all Tom thinks about is his penis, which clearly is the root of all of his problems. <laughs> yeah. So, and Siggy's getting worried because he's getting older. He has these health problems because he's in his 70s at this point, And mm-hmm. Powell still hasn't died. He seems like he's going to live forever. Plus, he might not donate it since it's shrinking. Mm-hmm. Tom is a fucking freak. I wouldn't want anything to do with that either. Did you like the kind of the very scenic views of Ziggy walking down these picturesque roads and he's got like a little border collar, like yeah. a sweet little doggy running beside him, but he's walking around with that bull penis. Like it's not a cane, mm-hmm. but it's like, do you think the documentarians were like, I'm going to need you to take a display out on the road with you? <laughs> If you can have a penis with you at all times. And he's just very, you know, you can see that he's just contemplating life while they're talking about like his health issues and his blood clot thing. And Mm -hmm. he's like, maybe I won't get to see the end of this very long journey. And so Mm -hmm. I liked the way they did that, but it was very, it's just such a stark change from the funny parts that are in this. And I was like, they do a really good job of kind of showing you some humanity of these people and and all that kind of stuff too. (laughs) Siggy in his house, he's got penis Salt and pepper shakers. Oh yeah, I forgot he has about that. A penis-shaped phone. He has a serving tray that's penis-shaped. There's a mini bar. Did you a open a mini up? bar? You open up the penis, and there's alcohol and shot glasses. It's amazing how many penises he has in his house. If he's been carving them, right? He's this is yeah, work that wood. he's done himself. Yeah. What about the flatware that he was like? Yes. I guess this is Christmas time. <laughs> Christmas, bust out the penis silverware, oh, right? Oh, so the work is lovely. I mean, it's, you know, it's not super detailed, but <laughs> there's a gavel for the yeah. official opening <laughs> of the penis official. museum. Yeah. Yes. He's like, it's a good gavel. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he sure is. Mm-hmm. Sure is. He should carve yeah. himself a penis cane to walk with. Oh, so he doesn't see, have to use that bull penis thing. Yeah. This is, I don't think that's support anyway. No, it seems yeah. very thin. Mm-hmm. So Siggy decides to, he signs a donation paper so that mm-hmm. if he passes, his penis will be donated to the museum. He won't be able to see it complete, but he will sign it. Mm-hmm. And then they go, it says five months later, mm-hmm. and they show a church and their somber music. I'm like, motherfucker, he died. Right. This is the first thing you thought? He died. It really was. Like... So, again, they kind of pull in those heartstrings a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. The documentarians, I think they did a good job of balancing both the outrageous parts of this Mm -hmm. and, you know, the very human bits. Yeah, I was like, oh, motherfucker. 
Mm -hmm. But don't worry. It wasn't Ziggy. No. Right. It was Powell who died Mm -hmm. at 96. He died peacefully in his sleep. Mm -hmm. And he still donated his penis. He sure did. Yay! So we have Dr. Peter Peterson, who was... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making it up. It was Ziggy's cousin. I'm not even drinking today. (laughs) This is sober. That was over. Ziggy's cousin, Dr. Peter Peterson. He's a you know a medical doctor, so he's the one who removed the penis. He invited Ziggy, and they had like a little ceremony in the office. He wrote a poem about it. He wrote a poem. The package it was a lovely wrap. It was like cellophane, and there was a bow on mm-hmm. it and everything. And I was like, well, that's formal. Around a bucket. I, I will say it's not like the penis yes. was in there. It was a bucket that had formaldehyde and the penis in it, but the bucket was yes. wrapped. Yes. Yes. Hmm. So a lot of pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. It was like, was there a graduation march? We didn't get that part. <laughs> also, it was really like he was driving and it was almost like whiteout conditions at times. It gave me anxiety to watch him drive in this weather. Mm-hmm. One. Me too. And it's like, it's not like he's driving some kind of monster truck. Mm-hmm. It's a like car. a tiny car. In this snow yes. and it's cold and no one's wearing a coat or a hat. I know. Just, it's just, listen, it's just snow here. It's it's cold here all the time. This is moderate cold, I guess. I don't know. Right. These are very uh, hardy people, evidently, Mm -hmm. because they are not worried about it. So these uh, must be the same people that they put in Game of Thrones, because that was always my issue with, (laughs) they were like, it's so cold past the wall. You can't even survive. It's so cold. You won't even wear a fucking hat. Come on, people. There's no gloves to be found. Yeah. No, but we have to have those glorious locks blowing in the wind and looking good (laughs) yeah that's cinema right there so he takes he takes the penis home or to the museum i'm not sure if he lives like Mm -hmm. right next door or something but yeah it wasn't clear but there's some kind of a room off to the side that they show that number one at one point he pours some formaldehyde into a container with no gloves or any kind of face protection or anything and i was like screaming at the tv i was like that's a carcinogen like yes there was a there was one time where he was boiling a penis he takes it out he cuts it open and a bone pops out. he doesn't have gloves on for any of this no he's absolutely right in there barehanded and he takes an exacto exacto knife and like makes a deep cut right in the Mm. middle and then he has to go back and then that bone pops out yes i was watching i made my boyfriend watch this with me (laughs) I mean, obviously we were cracking up the whole time, but he's, I mean, I can see his face. Did it go green? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I was like, oh, good stuff. Yes, he did. I was thankful he did put on gloves before he touched Powell Harrison's penis. Because at first it looked Mm -hmm. like he wasn't going to, and I'm like, please, please put on gloves. (laughs) And they made a very obvious showing of him putting on gloves. Because, yeah, yeah, you're right. You were like, and then you're like, cut to him actually putting on gloves Mm -hmm. do you think that they were like do you want to put some gloves on in the background (laughs) and then they were like okay just i'm just gonna stop you real quick look we brought gloves for you (laughs) yeah jesus but he was so excited i mean first of all he measured it it did measure five inches so legal length Mm -hmm. but he was so excited it was adorable i can honestly say i've never been that excited about a penis ever (laughs) But he really was. (laughs) Okay. Can we talk about when you see the final product, I don't understand what I'm looking at. It's like, I would not have known it was a penis if I didn't know it was a penis. 
Right. It's like when people look at an ultrasound and they don't know what they're looking at and they're like, I can't, I don't know what I'm looking at. And so they put it on display and it looks like every illustration of an amoeba I've ever seen. (laughs) It's just like a mass in the middle, but it doesn't look like anything. And then there's just the flagellum all around. There's Mm -hmm. not like the hair is not on part of it or the back half. Mm -hmm. It's just everywhere. The whole thing. Yes. What am I looking at? was so funny and like you know if you were there you'd be tempted to like lean in and like try to get a clear view and then you realize what you're looking at and you can't do that (laughs) i know everyone was probably like "Ooh, are we sure that's a human penis it could have been anything anything you waited all this time to put that in a jar (laughs) it's so anticlimactic right it's so funny in the worst possible way but it's like I don't know what that is Mm-mm. now I never I would not consider myself an expert but I think I could pick one out of a lineup this would not count right I've also birthed two boys changed exactly. a lot of boy diapers yes I mean they're all kind of the same but that not like right. that right oh it was so weird it was very weird and I think you know that's why I was like I wanted to look up what those why there were some displays in the museum that were bones and mm-hmm. why some were in jars. And mm-hmm. so you kind of want to understand what you're talking about if you're going to do a podcast or whatever. You, I'm not an expert, but again, mm-hmm. you know, kind of try to be somewhat educated about this. But that at the end, I'm like, it just looks like a bunch of mush. It, I don't <laughs> know what that is. I know. It's so funny. But it doesn't matter because Siggy was super proud. He really was. And excited. And his collection was complete. And that's all that mattered. Mm-hmm. Or and I also thought maybe they didn't show all of it because maybe there were some rules or whatever about what you could show on camera. I don't know. I mean, they showed Elmo a lot. I'm trying to think of a reason why it just looked like. I think it looks like it was like the head of the penis was facing down towards the bottom of the jar. And I okay. think had it been facing the other way, it would have made more sense. Sense to you visually. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, if I have to go to Iceland mm-hmm. for research for the pod. I'm willing to do so. Listen, I mean, we're nothing if not meticulous. (laughs) (laughs) Thorough to a fault. (laughs) So that was the completion of his collection. As of 2011, that was Siggy's last year as a curator. That was Mm -hmm. the year Mr. Arison's penis was put on display. And it was also the year they had the most attendees. Mm 11,346 people from all over the world came to see the complete collection. Right. Tom was made aware that he was not going to be the first. Mm-hmm. He was not happy, but you could only tell by the tone of his voice because, as you said, his face didn't change. <laughs> yes. But it says he's currently working on a comic book about Elmo. Of course, this is current of 2012. And as of 2012, Elmo was still intact. So in the credits of the documentary, there's some illustrations. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've seen the movie Super Bad. It's exactly what kind of illustrations they are. Yes. These are in color. Mm-hmm. There's some poor illustrator who I hope is getting well paid to draw this bullshit. It's probably the same tattoo artist. Probably. So when Tom is originally discussing the character and he's got a rudimentary, well, it's not, I mean, it's a decent drawing, I guess, but he's like, well, he doesn't have yeah. any feet, so he could just kind of like hovers and whatever. Mm-hmm. But later in those illustrations, there's one. Where Elmo's got an arm and it's like pointing straight up, like Superman style. Or think about 
Judd Nelson in the Breakfast Club yep. at the very end. Mm-hmm. There's a hand doing that. I was like, it doesn't have feet, but now it has a hand. Mm-mm. What? Mm-mm. <sighs> also, I think when I think about inanimate objects, I guess it, it was animate until it's removed from his person doing things. I think of the movie Rubber, right? Now that was a tire okay. that was killing people, and <laughs> it didn't have feet, but it got around because it could roll. And I think. Elmo could probably bounce around. I think he should make it into a horror film, a la Rubber. Well, I know that when we have discussed what your favorite bad horror movie is, you say Rubber. Mm-hmm. I come back at you with Night of the Lepus. Um, both ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Both ridiculous. But I like what the way you're thinking. I mean, like, where there's a will, there's a way. And, Just I mean, saying. could it not run on its balls? Does anyone <laughs> consider that? <laughs> Yes, it could. I'm sorry. Absolutely. (laughs) Do you think if they took the pelvic scalp, they could like brush the hair and give it a a style and a cough? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like a pompadour? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Can we put a disclaimer on this that we realize that we're children? Yeah, sorry, guys. Oh. (laughs) I live in a house full of boys. It's nothing but penis and fart jokes. Oh, so good. But yeah, I just was like, where did that hand come from? Like, <laughs> the rules have shifted. Yeah, they've changed. Got evolved. They really man. have. And I don't feel good about a penis having its own hand because it's never going to leave the house. I don't feel good about I think it that's probably better off for the rest of mankind <laughs> when it comes to Tom. Yeah. I mean, some of the illustrations, it was like rescuing a cat from a tree <laughs> for an old lady. I mean, oh, just the best. <laughs> I mean, I like that it's civilly minded, whatever, mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> if only were for you pesky kids and that penis. <laughs> Would have gotten away with it. <sighs> Jesus. So anyway, I'm waiting for the, um, for the follow-up that's the Vagina Museum. So, you know. I'm assuming it's out there. We will find it. We will go see <laughs> yeah. it. That seems almost more but like anyway. a horror movie in and of itself. Oh, my God. Ugh. Like Ed Gein style horror movie. <laughs> They're making belts. So I will say, I think everyone should watch this. It is an amazing documentary. And then also, we all need to go to the museum. We need to make sure it stays mm. in business. Agreed. I'd like to see Trojan sponsor it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see, yeah, although maybe in Iceland they don't need our our commercial Marketing. Uh, supports mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's a very well done documentary it's got a lot I have a lot of feelings good and I mean I do feel good about it overall it kind of reminds me of of finders keepers in that Mm -hmm. way while there are people that you're like kind of still trying to understand it's well worth a watch it's very very entertaining and again if you need something to talk about at parties this would be the one for you this is it this is it absolutely anyway I loved it and um it was the best birthday present ever (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) okay so next week we're going to talk about tabloid and this is available on prime although i had to rent it and it's about an hour and a half long as seems to be our sweet spot but i'm super excited about this one what a crazy ride so i found it on sundance or amc plus if you guys have a subscription to that you can watch it there as well but yeah it is a wild ride yeah super fun okay uh with that I'll bid you adieu for today, but I very much enjoyed this one. I think this might be my favorite one yet. Yeah, 
this was yeah this is probably my favorite one so far and then finders keepers yeah. is right after it so <laughs> thank you guys for joining thanks for being here on Aaron's mm-hmm. birthday and woo, woo. listening with us and we'll see you next mm-hmm. week all right later Bye. Bye.